You're listening to WrestlingTradingCards.com. Hey, Wrestling Card Collectors. Welcome to another edition of WTC TV. Uh, today, I am with a, a new friend, I hope, named David. <laughs> Uh, from uh, it's it, it's the Midwest All Star Wrestling, correct? Correct. Yep. Uh, making sure. And, yeah. What's the acronym? What's the name? The acronym again? M A W. M A W. That's right. So uh, I actually stumbled across uh, your Twitter page when you had recently promoted uh, a trading card set, uh, which is a hot thing these days of um, uh, indie uh, companies out there putting out their trading cards to promote themselves. I think it's an amazing thing to do, such a cheap uh, and effective way to promote your products like that. But before we talk about your actual trading cards that came out, let's talk a little bit about your promotion. Where are you at? When did it get started? You know, how often do you have events? Let's have a little history about your promotion. Yeah, so um, MAW start, or is based in uh, Woodbury, Minnesota, which is a suburb of the Twin Cities, um, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Um, we actually got started in 2017. Um, however, I didn't come into the picture until about 2018. Um, and we, you know, we do a show every month, um, uh, about two, two to three times a year. We're in a casino here in Wisconsin or, or in Minnesota. And then our uh, big show every year is called the Grand Slam. And that's a show to give back to a nonprofit to raise awareness for domestic violence and sexual assault. Which you just had recently, I believe, right? Yeah, November 13th, we had it here. Um, it was two years in the making because of COVID. You know, it was canceled about three times. And, and finally, we just moved forward with it. On the 13th, it was the same night as, uh, as AEW was running in Minneapolis. Uh -huh. So we were about 15 minutes apart, but, you know, it was a good show. We had, we had uh, 2,300 tickets sold and we had oh, over seven, 1,700 people come through the doors. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I even see you had, you had my boy on there, Kurt Angle on there. I saw you had him on there. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle, Jerry Lawler, uh, Tatanka, um, Two Cold Scorpio. Nice. Um, a local legend, uh, Charlie Thunderblood Norris. He was in WCW back in the day. Gotcha. And then uh, Mr. Anderson, Ken Anderson, um, was on the card as well. And he runs the school of uh, professional wrestling here in Minneapolis. That's right. He's in that neighborhood. That's right. He's from that area. It's like that. So he's a Wisconsin He's down the boy, road right? from me, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's actually, you do some good things uh, with a lot of with your promotion as well, like you said, for raisings for charities like that. Um, yeah. uh, so it's a relatively new promotion um yeah. and and how long did it take you to really become like i mean well because you got into it like said, in 2018 so yeah. uh what what made you become and you became the promoter so how did you become the promoter after it's already being run from someone else you just buy them out <laughs> no i uh so like i was saying we we um do that annual grand slam well i run the women of nations eagles nest shelter which is a native american domestic violence shelter uh, 2018, the my business partner now, um, Eli, called me in 2018, said, hey, we heard about your organization. We'd like to do a fundraiser to give back for what you're doing. And my first, you know, initial reaction was, there's no way in hell I'm doing pro wrestling with domestic violence. Sure. And um, 
he was just, you know, he, he was like, no, you know, it's not like that. And I just said, you know, I'm not interested right now. And he was really persistent for about six and a half months. He'd call me at least once a week. Um, he just happened to call me on a day where we had a board meeting and I said, okay, come on down, present your information to the board because they ultimately have the decision. So he came down, uh, the board said, you know, we've never done anything like this, so let's go ahead and do it. Um, so we agreed to do it. 2018, we did our first one. Uh, we raised $10,000 for the shelter. Wow. Yeah, not knowing, not knowing anything about pro wrestling, exactly how it was going to work or anything like that. Um, came in and, and did $10,000 in 2018. Wow. Well, after that, um, about three and a half months, you know, after the show, him and I had become friends and started talking and I have a sales background. I worked for GNC, um, for 10 years before I went, um, to the nonprofit world. So I, I had a sales background and knowing that pro wrestling started in Minnesota, it came relatively easy for me to be able to sell, you know, pro wrestling to venues here. So he asked me if I'd be interested in buying in and becoming a partner. And I said, well, you know, I don't know anything about pro wrestling, but you know, you, you, you only live once, so I'll give it a shot. So I happened to, I happened to do it. Well, then I had a buddy that was, um, I have a good friend that works um, at the news station here and they did a little story on it. Well, after that story aired, I get a call from Joel Laronitis, road, the late road warrior. Yeah, yeah. Calls me up and he says, I heard what you're doing. I, I would like to be a part of this second one. I was like, okay. So we did a second one uh, in 2018. We had Road Warrior Animal, um, Paul Ellering, Ron Simmons, D'Lo Brown, uh, the Beverly Brothers, the High Flyers, Greg Gagne, Jim Brunzel, Baron Von Raschke, everybody. Nice. We raised $25,000. Wow, for that more than show. doubled your last one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, that just kind of with, with, uh, road warrior animal, he just kind of came on board MAW after that and just kind of helped propel us to the next level. And that's basically how it started. And we just did this, um, this, uh, third grand slam with Ken and everybody else and raised over $30,000. You just keep, uh, keep getting bigger and bigger. sounds like it's awesome. Yeah. Bigger and bigger every year. So uh so you say you don't know nothing about you didn't know anything about wrestling so were you, did you not grow up as a wrestling fan i grew up you know i grew up watching you know the 80s 90s like hogan andre the giant i mean you're 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 a awa area basically yeah yeah um a little bit of you know awa that i remember as a kid and um you know everybody hulk hogan ultimate warrior sort of thing but never really paid attention you know other than what what i saw on tv um I didn't know, you know, Minnesota was a hot spot for local oh, yeah. indie wrestling and you know a lot of great a lot of big names that come out of that area. Yeah. Until he called me that day and I said, you know, who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, it just took off. So then um now we're gonna flash forward and uh, and, and briefly talk here about your trading cards that you put out. So what what inspired you to do a trading card set at this time? Um I mean what? did you check out social media and see a bunch of posts being put out about stuff. I mean, how, how did, what brought this on? Well, I was, uh, I was at the second grand slam and we're standing around and I was talking with uh, 
Paul Ellering and this guy came came up with his trading card um, and he asked Paul to sign it and Paul signed it and I kind of looked at it there and I had a I just had a, a thought I said maybe you know maybe I'll do some trading cards for this I don't know how good that would go over and I just thought about it and then COVID hit and then I forgot about it well then I got asked again um, when we announced the third Grand Slam they said are you gonna have trading cards and the light just came on and um, I saw a guy on social media had posted that he made them and I reached out to him and, and uh, you know, he, he told me what he needed and we went from there and they came in about two weeks ago and I'm almost all, all out, you know, just posting on Twitter and, you know, having yourself and other companies reach out. I'm almost out of cards right now. Yeah. So uh, has this been like a, a little bit of an overwhelming uh, demand, a little bit overwhelmed at uh, the response you're getting? Yeah, a little bit. I, I didn't think it, uh, you know, would go as, as, as fast as they did, you know, because we regular merch, you know, we got um, T-shirts and I made some personalized air fresheners and bracelets and sure. those, goes, those go really well at shows and stuff, but never had anyone reach out as much as I am with online support. So are you finding that it's online people who don't even weren't aware of your organization that are reaching out to you and finding out about these trading cards? Yes. Yeah. A lot, a lot of out of state sales right now. Are you making these available at your actual events or no? Yeah. Yeah. I brought in, uh, I brought in 50 sets uh, this past Saturday night at a show and I walked out with six cards left. <laughs> Not even full set, just six cards. Nope. Yep. Just six <laughs> cards. Because it's a, it is a what a, it's a seven card set I think right. Yep, seven yeah. cards. It's, an, it's in a very odd number for a set, but uh, yeah, seven <laughs> card set. And I mean, they are what they are. I mean, uh, but yep. uh, it's it's so cool that uh, you get an out of state people who are very into. Well, social media is a wonderful thing. You put yeah. it out there, and, and you know the indie card scene from a come from from our from our hobby of trading wrestling trading cards. Uh, the indie market is really. Uh, it's, it's, it's peaking out. I mean, it's, it's doing really well. It's just, um, you know, back in 2016, I mean, there's always been some sort of indie card sets out there in some way, shape or form, but then things really started taking off in around 2016 ish, 2017, after some PWG, you know, uh, Bola cards came out, uh, to celebrate that event in Los Angeles every year. Uh, and then all of a sudden you had, you know, GCW and you've got the Joey Janela's and the, you got all these different cards that's coming out. And now all these guys who are making names for themselves, like in AEW and things like that, even in, in, in WWE, you know, they have cards, first time appearances on these yeah. indie card sets that no one really knew about. And now they're becoming a very hot commodity. So it's a smart way to really advertise yourself. And it's also, you never know, like people are going to gobble them up. I think guys are gobbling up indie card stuff now because like, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, this uh, MAW, you know, is going to have the next hot guy that I, or girl that I need to have. And that's where they first came from. Yeah. It's, yep. it's awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. You as, were you as, uh, as a kid or any time in your life, were you a card collector at all? No, I mean, I would, I never, never really collected cards. I mean, I, I would, you know, get a pack from the drugstore every once in a while, but never really um, collected cards. I was, I was really big into collecting um, pictures or anything wrestling related, um, you know, from the, from the uh, uh, WWF area, but, you know, never cards itself. So I you just probably, like, you did magazines and stuff like that. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. My grandmother, um, actually my grandparents, 
owned a, um, a drugstore. And in the 80s and 90s, when they would get the magazines, you know, whatever wouldn't sell, they would just either give to me or they would toss. Yeah. So I wish I had all those because I had a lot of old, you know, pro wrestling illustrated magazines and AWA stuff. And oh, some of that stuff is probably, you know, in condition wise, even uh, it, it, it sell for good, some decent money, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just at a recent uh, antique store that opened up here in Minnesota, and I got a box of WWF Superstar cookies from 1990. Um, <laughs> never been opened. They were sitting on the shelf there, and I grabbed it. Cookies, huh? I dare you to open and eat one. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's 32 years old. There's got to be something in there. I was in my storage unit one time doing an Instagram Live, and <laughs> I found a... Um, I found like a 1999, uh, they're they like little little sticks of gum, but they, the the wrapper you open the wrapper and then inside was wrapped inside like a little uh, like a little card almost like it rolled around the gum. It's not really a yep. card, I guess, but not a sticker, but something like that. And so someone dared me to chew the gum. And so <laughs> for entertainment purposes and and my own stupidity, I went ahead and chewed it like that. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, so I can only imagine what the cookies might uh, taste like. But uh, uh, let's. It's, it's a small card set you have here. It's a uh, series one doing really well. Uh, you got mm -hmm. seven people. What made you, I mean, I'm sure your roster of people is a little bit bigger than this. Is it not? Yep. Yeah, it's bigger. What I did, what I did. So it didn't seem like I was picking someone over someone else. I took the roster, gave everybody a number and I put them, put it on the, uh, um, uh, what do you call that thing? The randomizer. Sure, yeah. And, and every single number that would come up, the first seven numbers that came up, that's how I decided who was getting a card to start with. And then you eliminate them for series two, though. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, I was going to So it's an interesting uh, topic here, then. It's, um, I, I've actually had an interview before with a photographer before who shoots a lot of the stuff that's used for the GCW and other types of indie card sets like that. Um, so I get his perspective on, on his play on how, what he, his part of the whole process of getting it from snap to card, you know, um, what is that process like for you to get this card set made? Do are there legal things you have to go through legal hopes? Uh, do you have to get any like permissions and things like that? Or as a, as a promoter, do you have like, Hey, it's my promotion. I can make whatever I want. No, the actual, the, um, photographer that comes to all of our show, um, um it's a company called indulging disorderly um and she's been with us since 2018 she came to the first grand slam when she heard about it um well ever since then um she actually came on and started working for me at the shelter um she's the director of facilities during the day so you guys have all become like a really close-knit family now i mean <laughs> yes yeah every show we're at she she does all of our photography and i told her i wanted to do you know the cards and whatnot and she said you just tell me what images you want and i'll give them to you nice so yeah i didn't have to go through the hoops of you know having well that that that's the photographer aspect because there's, there's multi layers of producing a card we have a lot of people out yeah. there now because we live in a world where technology allows people to kind of make anything they really want when especially in cardboard format so we've we've seen people go online just you know grab a google image like that put it on a card print it and sell it which yeah. as we all know, it's, that's, you know, not the legal way to do things, of course, but uh, I'm interested in always finding out from a, from an indie promotion aspect, you have different steps you have to go through. You have a photographer to get permission. You have to get uh, permission, obviously from the, each talent too. So how was yeah. the talent 
uh, response in uh, doing a trading card set? Oh, every every person I asked if if they were interested, they all just you know did backflips over it and said, "Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd love to do it." Um, you know, and it was like thirty seconds. I sent them the information that the card uh, card maker needed, and they got it right back to me. Was there any like approval? Like, no, don't use that image. Use this image or something like that. There was a couple. There was a couple of them that um you know sent me some images that they wanted to use on the cards um but those images came from different promotions and you know i just said you know i i for this first card see let's see how it goes i'd i'd like to stay with in-house imaging um and then reach out to you know whoever took that image that they want to use on the next card and get that permission to use it because i'm looking at your card set right now it's like that and they're all basically pose shots which are very cool we like you know um some are just on a plain wall some you can look like there's a little bit photoshopping going on in the background too uh, yeah. uh so these were all probably just these were all shot by your photographer probably yep. in-house at one of your events yep and yep. uh uh who came up with the design uh a guy up by the name of Stephen david he's uh he's based out of um Woodbridge, West Virginia. Um, I, like I said, I saw him on uh, Facebook about two years. Oh, I know where I found him. He was doing uh, cards for an event in North Carolina called The Gathering. Yes. And I reached out to the promoter who does The Gathering. I said, who made those That's, cards? Uh, and I, is that Marty? Oh, yeah, Marty, T-Mart or yeah. Marty. Yeah, Marty. Yeah, and he told me, uh, gave me David's information and that's how we kind of connected. Nice. And uh, so he designed these cards for you. I, I haven't seen the backs. I've only seen the fronts because your post only shows the fronts like that. So the back has bio information and things like that or. Yeah, the back has an action shot, um, their bio information, their name, uh, finishing maneuver, when they debuted, any sort of affiliation, um, titles, tag teams, nicknames. Great. Um, uh, their logo or whatever image they use um, for their gimmick and. Yeah, on the back of the card. So it's again, sounds like this has been a really big success for you on this one. And yeah. uh, I'm assuming we can expect a series two. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've reached out to him about starting series two. Are you going to do the numbering sequence? Is it going to be always one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? One, two, three, four. Are you going to do like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, like an ongoing series, or make each each set be its own set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I reached out to him, um, he said the first set of cards was seven cards. So I'm interested to see if it's ongoing seven or we go up from there or how that works. Either way, I mean, if you keep it as an yeah. ongoing series, you're making the first series become more collectible because I have to finish. I mean, if you make it an ongoing where it becomes eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12 and on forward, it's like, ah, oh, I got to go find one through seven now. You know, yep. <laughs> you're, you're, you're kind of creating a collectability in itself, even another step, you know, it's just you got to, yep. uh, but it sounds like it's, again, it's doing well for you already. It's like that. But uh, I'm always interested in hearing about uh, the process and what it takes to make this. So, so I see like it was a pretty seamless and smooth process from photographer, talent, selecting images. And then, uh, you know, what was your turnaround time from like uh, from start to finish, getting all that approved and then getting printed? Uh, it took about a week for all the wrestlers to get all their information back to me, you know, all seven of them got the information, um, sent it over to, uh, to Steven. And uh, it was, I would say it was about three and a half weeks, uh, closer okay. to four weeks with the mailing system. But, you know, he sent me a couple of designs, the first one, the second one, and picked which one I liked and approved it. And then, you know, 
one from there. So about a three week process. That's not bad at all. I mean, really not bad at all. I did my Kevin Nash autograph card. Uh, this year is my first card I ever produced. And uh, my turnaround time from, uh, well, design was already done. So I just, I, pay, I paid the artist for the rights to do a trading card. And from that time, I actually had it uploaded to the sites where I wanted to have them done and have it uh, created and printed and submitted. It was like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad at all. So, um, do you have a print run total on these? No, no, I don't. I've I've been asked that a couple of times. I gotta ask David or Stephen about that. I know for us for WTC, we're all about information. So someday I'm gonna be hounding you for that. Like, you know, what's the total print run on this? Like, how many sets did you make? And I'm assuming you made extras beyond just the sets yeah. for the talent to have and make money and sell for gimmicks. Yep, yep, exactly. I uh um all total, I believe we did. 50 cards 50 of each we did 250 total 50 in a set so you did 50 sets uh seven seven sets 50 cards each set yep okay so that's just for sets yeah so we're kind of narrowing it down so we'll probably have about 50 sets produced that people can buy yeah and you probably printed extras for the talent yep. yeah i did another i want to say i think it was about 30 or 40 extras for the talent yeah well, someday, hopefully, we'll can pin that down and get that information up on the site. So, because collectors, they like to know this kind of stuff. They like to know, do I have something super rare? Like, what's the print run? Like, in the grand scheme of things, when you think about wrestling trading cards, and we've talked about this on on, on this podcast and on other podcasts before, um, you know, it's, this is not baseball and it's not football. It's not basketball where they're printing tens of thousands of, of you know, sometimes even probably a million or something like that of, uh, of a print run for, for a particular mm -hmm. sport where wrestling doesn't get treated like that. Even when tops doing WWE, it's only in the thousands, not in the, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions like that. So the print runs are much lower. Then when you go into the indie side, like, hey, you know, this uh, uh, this PWG set, there's only 150 sets produced. This uh, set now of uh, this new GCW set that came out, only 300 sets produced. I mean, that's not a lot. No. So no. now you've got 50 sets that are actual sets that someone can buy and uh, do those come in like a, a, pouch, a pouch of some kind or just sleeved or how do they come? No, it came in a um, uh, basic five by seven box. Um, a little collector box. Sleeve. Yeah, collector box, yep. Okay, yeah. so that's great. Um, uh, so they get, uh, oh, you know what I did? I, I, no, I haven't seen that. I was thinking of something else. But um, so yeah, people like to, they collect that. So there's that, that uh, they want that information. Like they wanna know, you know, how few of these are there? Do I have something really rare? You know, all of a sudden, if they got like, uh, you know, this uh, was an evil, evil Sierra. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden she becomes this next big, you know, uh, thing, maybe on AEW or WWE someday. Uh, you know, like, yeah. God, how many of her cards exist? Like from this, you know, this MAW, how many exist? And they can kind of go to WTC now and figure that out and go like, oh, because, you know, we, we've kind of made ourselves to, in a position now where we have like an obligation uh, to get the information correct because we have grading companies like, you know, uh, PSA and Beckett and SGC and all these companies are using us uh, to authenticate, validate uh, that these cards are real and that they exist uh, and that kind of thing. So when they get something that comes to their door, they go, is this a homemade card set or a real card from an actual promotion that endorsed this? And we'll make a notation <laughs> yeah. on our site. This is an, uh, an unofficial you know, uh, unlicensed uh, merchandise. And so that would be in PSA's lap. Do we want to go ahead and authenticate this or not? 
but if it's hey, hey, it's just from you know uh, uh, MAWs like that, this is a legit card set of you know Evil Sierras like that. We're going to go grade this. Oh, that's a big thing. So yeah. that's that's good to know. I mean that that collectors look for all that information because I'll definitely reach out and get that information. Um, yeah, I mean, you. I mean, for me, the more information, and I know for collectors, I, I mean, if if your prog had a UPC code on the back of it, I want to know about it. If it had, uh, you know, there were variants made, I want to know about it. If there were errors, I want to know about it. Print runs, want to know about it. You know, as much as you could possibly give that collectors can know, it just it benefits uh -huh. the hobby because now they know everything there is to know about that, uh, and whether or not this is like something that is hard to find or just oh they keep printing that stuff. I don't have to worry about it yeah yeah that's good to know i'll definitely get that information i know that we talked earlier today i mean we were talking I, I get really passionate about like designs and ideas like that about you know what people can do for their trading cards like that and i know we talked a bit yeah. so uh, i'm interested in seeing what you come up with in the future it's like that i know that the chucksters of the world who's like my chuckster works with us now uh he's a longtime collector uh, i know he reached out to you i think he, i bought a couple sets from you now um yeah, uh, he's also our, our senior contributor to uh, to the site. I mean, without him, you know, our site wouldn't be anywhere where it is right now. So yeah, between him and Paul and Un from the Wrestling Part uh, Price Guide, uh, we have another guy named Armand. These guys are instrumental in keeping uh, up to date, not only with all the major uh, releases like Upper Deck and Tops and Panini coming for, going forwards like that, but even for the small independent places like yourself and even the uh, other organizations across the country and the globe, actually, uh, they're 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 into that stuff. And without that information from them, I don't know where we'd be. So um, I, I, I I'm always thankful for them. So if you get a an email or a message from a Chuckster or myself or some other, yeah. we're just trying to get information, man, to, to get to the collectors. Yeah, no, I'll definitely reach out and get you as much information as I can. Like I said, this is just, just happened to be a thought one day. And I figured, oh, that'd be nice for, you know, the kids that come to the event to have something for the guys to sign. And, and <laughs> little Gino is a no grown idea. man out was, there collecting it now. Yeah. I had no idea it was bigger than what it was actually in, anticipated to be. Well, I hope by the time this, uh, this, this episode drops that, uh, you know, you'll come back to me between now and then text me. It's like, that and say, I'm sold out. It all sold out. <laughs> That'd be yep. great. And then, uh, so uh, where can people follow you? Where can they follow your promotion? I mean, where, where, I mean, where, where can they all go to follow all your stuff? They can go to uh, Facebook, which is Midwest All-Star Wrestling. Um, we are also on Twitter at MA underscore All-Star. And then also um, Instagram at MAW or Midwest All-Star Wrestling. And all that can be found on your website too, right? Yep, yep. You can go to MidwestAllStarWrestling.com. Yeah, everything that's like that's like your home, man. Your hub, where everything can be at. Uh, so yep. all your upcoming yep. events, I'll obviously be promoted through social media. If when if well, sounds like series two will be coming out. When that comes out, you'll be making that announcement to everybody. And uh, any potential teasers, like when that might come. <laughs> I know you just came out with series one, but I'm already itching, I'm already itching for information on series two. Uh, early 2022 safe safe answer yeah <laughs> safe answer yep. uh well that's great man yeah. I, I really appreciate it i appreciate your time the information it's so cool to see promotions like yourself not only obviously putting out trading cards which you know what we're all about what we love is like that but also doing cool and uh, amazing things for for local organizations and charities like that by using you know something you have a great you know uh foot 
print that you've uh, made that people can kind of go now and see, and you can use that now to go out and actually uh, do some good things. Yeah, yep. Awesome, man. Uh, so again, I really appreciate your time, and uh, I, that's all we got for today, man. I appreciate you taking the time and having me on, and I appreciate the the support and reaching out, and you know, all I can do is say thank you. Thank you for the support. All right, man. And with that, we will say uh, we're out. <laughs>